sort of. <laughs> just a little bit? Just a smidge? Compared to last year. Let's talk about last year. Last year was bad for tight ends, man. It was bad. I don't know what to say. Like, we... Yeah. We, let, Jake, let, let's first off establish, uh, this is a 49ers draft day podcast, and uh, I'm not going to edit any of the parts that happened before this moment. Uh, and <laughs> beyond that... Um, we love tight ends. Tight ends are our favorite. Uh, we really get into tight ends. And last year, you and I spent probably the majority of our time dealing with tight end. Like when we just were doing the back and forth and just doing the text messages and stuff, like we spent way too much time talking about tight ends. And we loved this guy and we hated this guy and we loved that guy. And uh, all of them sucked. Just every single one of them. Yeah, none of them were good at all. Um, what the hell? I, I mean, to me, it's like shouldn't have to wait a year uh, to tell if like they're gonna develop into something. Um, some of these guys, I'm willing to cut some slack, like the Patriots players, but um, it's not looking good. You know, uh, I don't know. Well, it was it was a pretty weak class, and and people said that going in. That's um, fair. I I really do wonder how much like you know not having training camp for any substantial period of time, just sort of being rushed into it. No rookie minicamp, no preseason games. That could not have helped. Um, no. But it, it is weird how, like, you know, if you look up, like, how did the 2020 rookie class of tight ends perform? Like, you can't find any articles because only, like, three guys, I think it was, like, Troutman, uh, Komet, and Harrison Bryant uh, for the Browns. Those are the only three guys that played like any significant amount of snaps. Like they weren't exactly lighting the world on fire. Yeah, no, it's, so, it's true. And obviously the 49ers had their own problems in that regard. Um, <laughs> oof, woof. Yeah. 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 Uh, concerning to say the least concerning to say the least what Charlie Warner did. We were both in on Charlie Warner. Way uh, too okay. Much. When I said, we, yeah. I feel silly. I feel in, silly. In, in as in, well, actually, yeah, we we got. I wasn't no, in man, we like were, during we the draft, him. but during training camp, yeah. As I watched more tape, and you know, Kittle was like, "He's better than I was." No, George. No. Well, if he was, then George Kittle sucks, which doesn't make any sense because I've seen George Kittle play. George, just George, you know. And they did a really convincing <laughs> job, George. They did a really convincing job. He had, you know, he had a couple of good days at camp where you're like, "All right, here's something." Um, no, 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 no. Um, he was used, you know, basically mostly as a blocker. I think he, on offense, he pretty much got 10 snaps a game. Yeah. Um, he came in as a, as a, as the third tight end, essentially. And, which is blocker, and he can't block. No, it was, it, <laughs> he was used a lot, almost exclusively as somebody who pulled, um, Similar to what Juszczyk did, sort of as if they were like testing, like, can we get away with this guy instead of Kyle? No, you can't. Not even remotely close. Uh, you cannot replace Kyle Juszczyk with uh, Charlie Warner. Um, he just got bullied. Like, he would go for these, like, seal blocks, and unless he put his entire body on the line, like, he just get thrown on his ass. Yeah. And so that's probably not great. Uh, so the 49ers are back in the marketplace. And let's be clear about this. They could upgrade from Ross Dwelly. They could upgrade from Charlie Warner. 
they need a blocking tight end. They need a secondary pass catcher. Uh, Jordan Reed is probably back. I don't know. What, what do you is think he, will happen with Jordan Reed? I don't know. Is he, though? I mean, is he going to play again? Like, he probably will. Um, I, I, I don't have... I, I guess you give him, like, if he's just going to take, like, a veteran minimum, obviously you bring him back. Yeah, he's, um, he's, he was really good in moments. I would love to see what would happen when he plays with Kittle. Yeah, or with not Nick Mullins, who I've never seen, uh, you know, a quarterback who is so oh good with one tight end struggle so severely with another. Because Mullins, his entire thing was Mullins and Kittle have this, like, insane connection. Oh, yeah. And then him and Jordan Reed. I think Jordan Reed does not like Nick Mullins. No, Um, every time he he might, he might ask, Hey, if, if I'm coming back, you got to get rid of Nick. Mullins." (laughs) He's easily done. Um, It was, it was actually uh, a fun little trope that we had throughout the season. Uh, One of the very few fun things that we had throughout the season of just, they ran pretty much the same third down and seven play, which they were in a lot every single time, which is just, you know, kind of an in route from, from Jordan Reed. And, I think that maybe out of the 40 times that they ran that play, it probably was less than that because he wasn't on the field that often. But every time they ran that play of the times that it it converted like three times and every other time Jordan Reed just blew up. Right. (laughs) And the thing was, when he did get the ball too, he dropped it a lot because it's like he was surprised the ball actually got there. Yeah. It's just... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yeah that was i loved it i loved it that it was, was it was really just like this this weird thing that kept it's like once once you notice something and like they notice it and then they're thinking about it and then it happens again then it happens again and you're like oh shit this is a thing now and then they just couldn't get out of that cycle it was great to watch <laughs> all right uh let's let's talk about these tight ends um who do you like who do you like? Obviously, I am deeply in love with Kyle Pitts, and I would be ecstatic if this team drafted him 12th. Um, Are you concerned I, at all about his ability to block? A little bit, but like not really. Um, <laughs> Nothing matters. He's great. Listen, like it's you know, if they if they need like an inline blocking tight end, like find like another Levine Toy Lolo. Um that is something I, that we should know. They could probably take care of their tight end position in, in free agency. I mean, they right. were in on um, was it Hooper last year? Uh, right. They they they're that's willing a, that's to the thing throw that, money like, at that position. That's the thing that stands out to me. It's like Kyle wants a number two tight end. That's why he brought in Jordan Reed. Like he knows the value that brings. And so, as much as like you might look at it like a luxury, like they might not get Kendrick Bourne back. I know your guy Cam Inman said they had discussions. We'll we'll see where that goes. Um, I just feel like there's going to be another team that's a little bit more desperate, like willing to pay him, you know, like five million a year up front uh, for like, you know, one year guaranteed and then the rest like not guaranteed at all. Um, we'll see where that goes. But regardless, I, I just think if you add, we've talked about this plenty. If you add an, another tight end next to George Kittle, you just have four offensive weapons where you, you don't have to, to split it all wide. Give it to me. I'm just, um, I'm just thinking. I'm just thinking about two tight end sets, man. Just- we talked about it last year, and then and then because Kittle and Reed were not healthy ever at the same time, and that was probably the greatest tragedy of the last year, is right. really not being able to ever see those guys on the field. 
Like, I just don't know how you defend that. You, you basically get another easy target over the middle of the field, which, you know, you're sticking with Jimmy. Like, that's a pretty good thing to have. And then you've got two wide receivers who, who you can use in crazy motion, basically handoff passes. Mm-hmm. You know, like, I just, there's so many options with that. Like, and Pitts isn't a terrible blocker. He's not good. He's not good, but I, I've seen him, you know, like when he actually does, you know, really go for it, you know, he can lay some guys out. So it's it's not, you know, I'm not going to say Kyle Pitts is a good blocker, but he's not as bad as I expected him to be. Okay. Uh, I love this kid, Jordan Brevin, out of Miami. Brevin Jordan out of Miami. Yeah, I'm, I'm with you Brevin too. That he's, he's shifty, man. I don't know how to put this in uh, simpler terms, but uh, boy's got a big booty. And uh, he's a really good route runner. He's really he's a yeah. really good receiver, and I've seen him be in line. So there's not um, there's not that much of a concern about his ability to actually block. And you know, taking it one step further, um, I just I think he'd be a great second tight end. I, I just I can I can extrapolate. I you don't get that much. You get in the ACC. You don't know if he can really block. It's Miami. Uh, they're not really you know getting wide zone running downhill. But I'm looking at it and I go. He he, a thick boy. Like he he should be able to block. If he has the temperament, he should be able to block. And he's a great route runner. Uh, so I'm in on um, Brevin Jordan. Is it Brevin Jordan or Jordan Brevin? There's Brevin a, Jordan. Brevin. Aaron comma here in my uh, yeah. In my I mean, honestly, down Brevin Jordan. What do you like about him? Uh, no, I'm with you. I'm Other with you. At, at first, I was, you know, I didn't, you know, I was I was looking for like you know blocking, and then I got out of that because blocking apparently doesn't Good matter luck. anymore. Good luck, man. Man, right. the amount of tight ends that we watched where it's just like you're just a slot receiver. Right. It's Countless. Uh, all of them, except for I saw Brevin Jordan line up on the end of the line of scrimmage one time, and I'm like immediately in. <laughs> just, right. It didn't matter at that point. No, I, I, I've seen I like him, him line up next to a tackle. I mean, honestly, the, the only guy I don't like so far is Hunter Long. Uh, yes, Boston that's College. the one guy I didn't like. I like the other tight end on Boston College more than him. 81 was a better tight end than like, 80. He's just a slow, tall dude who's soft. Like, whenever there was a, a ball, like, you know, in a tight window, contact, man dropped it. Like, I, Yeah, no, I did I not care for him. I didn't like anything about him, really, and he'll probably go on to have the best career out of any of these people now. Um, <laughs> yeah, that's that's the thing with tight ends. We have my no my guy that I really really like a lot, and I, I told you about him, uh, Tommy Tremble from Notre yes. Dame. There's so much upside there, and he to me can genuinely replace Yuschuk. Um That's uh, that's a big question here. Well, and I want to I want to dive into it. Are you looking for uh, an you know an H back, or are you looking? No, for I, a, a I, real I, I'm end? looking for just a guy with athletic upside. Um, who is, you know, who's shifty, can project as a pass catcher and like has enough effort in the blocking game, you know, to even if he's not like stellar there, uh, improve. And so to me, it's like the, the thing with Tremble um, is that he does have like H-back fullback experience. So mm-hmm. I just think you keep that in the back of your mind. That's not why you draft him. But when you're thinking about options and you're like, well, like, you know, you don't know how you're going to use him at tight end right away, but like the option of having him at fullback, I think that raises the value for him. Um, but like he, with him, what I just love is the fact that he's not like a perfect blocker. You know, he's, I, I think he needs to put on a little bit of weight. Um, 
But man, like I, I don't think anyone gives more effort in the blocking game than this kid. Like he gets I agree if, with that. when he gets thrown off, like he immediately gets back. Like he doesn't just stand around and watch. A lot of guys, when they get beat on a block, they just watch the guy go by. He immediately tries to get a hand up, like Wally slipping down, like gets immediately back in the scrum of things. And I just love it. Um and he's quick, man. He's really, really quick. Mm. I mean, th- th- these are what you're looking for. You're looking for athletic upside with the craziness that's required to play tight end. I mean, George Kittle was drafted in the fifth round. Um, it seems laughable now, but the 49ers have a methodology to this. And this is mainly you know, the mission of this pod is to try to explain the methodology to the best of our ability of what the 49ers are looking for. And it's difficult because they already have a George Kittle, right? They don't need another one, uh, though I'm sure they'd love to take it. Uh, there is a little bit of a difference for the second tight end. There's a little bit of a difference when a th- when you get into a third tight end. They have a number one tight end. They might not have a fullback. Um, they could go out and sign a blocking tight end. There are not that many of them, but they exist. And you might want to rather go with a veteran in that realm. And then what do you do with the Charlie Warner? Do you just cut him? Do you hold on to him? Do you hope that maybe going in as a second tight end is there? What do you do with the Jordan Reed? What do you do with a Ross Dwelly who as you know, he's not been good. He's not a good player in my estimation, but the 49ers sure seem to like him. And obviously they, they know a little bit more about this than we do because they, they still trot him out there and, and people still say nice things about him inside the facility. So he always seems uh, to, you know, get absolutely burned on a block and then make like a 20 yard diving catch one play later so there's there's something to him where clearly he's doing something in practice or he knows the game you know the playbook better than anybody else or something he's a good teacher and a nice guy and it's just like well we're not really upgrading here because you know we're right there's that so all of this stuff can be handled in free agency so there's a there's a level of uh futility to a lot of this conversation the second part is um you know, there there are differences. And so we're looking for, uh, especially if we're going later rounds, we're not in the pits round. Or um, where do you think this Penn State guy, uh, Fryermouth, goes? Uh, He's good. I'll, yeah. I, I want to say late second round. Yeah. Um, and then you got Brevin Jordan is probably an early third. Yeah, I could see Jordan sneaking above him. Um, okay. But yeah, I no, they're both, they're both really solid. That there's a big gap. I mean, it's Pitts, and then there's Friermouth, uh, Friermuth, uh, and Brevin Jordan, and then yeah, and then pretty much else. anybody else could go in the sixth or seventh round. I mean, they won't. But after right. that, it's just like crapshoot. Right uh, to me, Tremble's like a fourth round, you know, fifth round guy. Anyone who's in day three could be any, taken anywhere in day three. Right. right, it's just a level of preference. But if we're talking about day three tight ends, which is kind of our shtick here, right? Uh, uh, unless we're talking about pits at 12, which again, I'm in with you. Um, you're looking for athletic upside and the craziness. And right now, we don't have any of the combine stuff. So we're just kind of guessing on the athletic upside. So let me throw in uh, Tremble makes perfect sense for all the reasons you laid out. I, I'm in on Tremble too, though maybe not as much as, as uh, you're in on it because there's just, there's there's a little something that, that just feels missing. Um, it might be weight. <laughs> uh, yeah. Because uh, there's some things, you know, these guys are listed. I, I'm trying to find the name. Now, of the, the guy. listings are way off. Totally. Um, Nick Eubanks out of Michigan, right? Yeah. Uh, I don't like him. Um, I don't either. I'm not. 6'5, 256. He played like he was 215 pounds. Oh, and yeah. He looked like, and he looked like he, he looked like a little slot receiver. And I understand that Michigan has blocking uniforms, but right. uh, he didn't look Kenny, big enough Kenny to play. Kenny Yeboah is interesting to me. That guy plays 
plays Agreed. pretty big. That was that was one that I noted big. Uh, a guy that I'd actually be really interested to see, uh, and I'm interested when you know his pro day numbers come out. I'm interested if I can get some more film on him. Is this Carrie Angeline guy out of North Carolina State? Because he's six seven two fifty, he plays like he's two fifty. I, I would say that he's probably above two fifty. He's a big boy, but he played at North Carolina State, where they're basically just lighting him up as a slot slot yeah. receiver. He's a really good receiver. It's, I, it's I weird. He, it's weird to watch him because like he runs like he's on a quaalude or something, but he's getting downfield <laughs> fairly quickly. And yeah. it's just like he's doing this weird shifty. And I, I'm I'm saying this like I'm dissing him, but I actually no, like it. It's a different. It's a different kind of run. He's long strider, um, and he just it, it doesn't look like he's making many you know moves, making up much ground, but he's making up a massive amount of ground, and he has the ability to just run past dudes. And you get him matched up on a safety. You get a matched he's up. So long, his linebacker is fucking insanely long. I don't think I found a clip of him blocking though. I have no, no idea. But I, no. I look at him and I go, he might be able to. I don't know. <laughs> Right. I think that that's where interviews come into play. If we're being totally honest, like is this guy a little bit, this guy a little bit of a nutcase. And I honestly think the 49ers, yeah, um, with their new offensive line coach, um, is the name is escaping me. Um, F- F- Forster? Well, who, yeah, Chris Forster. Um, yeah. I think they like him a lot more than Benton. Um, I think they were kind of happy to let Benton go. Yes, that's uh, very Salah. clear. Um, that's why they kind of snuck Forster in the building like two years ago and oh, yeah. we're sort of grooming him. Um, I think that might be a thing that, you know, is worth watching this year. Um, yep. but yeah, that's, that's an, that's an interesting, and John Embry, like if you're going to teach anyone to block, although like, oh, here's God. the thing. He didn't do a great job this last year. He didn't, but it's also like, it's on the player, like Charlie Warner, like in Ross, Charlie, Charlie like. And, here, and here's two things. Ross Dwelly's never going to be a good blocker, but I think that he tries. He's just too light. Yes. No, he and really does try. He just sucks. That matters. That matters. Charlie Warner um, I think he might just be too trying. nice a guy. Yeah. I think he might just be too nice a guy. And they're definitely not putting him in I, – I would argue this. They're not putting him in easy positions, right? No. There's very rarely just this guy's coming at you, you block him. And uh, it's a lot of, as you mentioned earlier, a lot of trap stuff, a lot of you know moving stuff, and that's hard. That's hard. I, and hard I, I really imagine that that like going from, you know, the way you're used at Georgia, where you know it's the SEC, but it's college, um, and you don't get any preseason time, and then you're just in the NFL, and you're like, oh my god, these guys are large. And that can't. Fast. That can't be fun. Um, so I think with all these tight ends, that's it's. That is a tough spot, uh, but I'm so, with you. A- Angeline, Angeline, whatever his name is, he interests me. I don't know what he is. He just seems like he's not a tight end at all. Um, but no, you know, maybe. But he might be. He you, yeah, we could find out. Right. Um, th- th- the, there are two guys out of Ohio State. Am I am I wrong on that? What one of them, the the one I'm much more interested in, uh, went back to school. I'm forgetting okay. his name. I'm well, not looking. I like up. Luke Farrell anyway. Uh, who's the guy who went back to school? Yeah, I'm looking at. I, I feel like he, this list Rucker, I'm looking Jeremy at has literally. Ch- oh man, I like Ruckert a lot. I was really excited for him coming out of the, out of the draft, and he went back to school. He he made like several one handed catches. Yes, yes, yes. Uh, I still like Farrell. I still think he's a viable option, especially like sixth, seventh round. Yeah. Uh, here's a name for you that that I like. You ready for this one? Carl Tucker, tight end out of Alabama. He a stumpy boy. 
and uh, I'm really in on it. Uh, there, there's something, uh, there's like a clay aspect to them where, not Clay Thompson, uh, a Charles Clay aspect where it's like, there's something about, you know, he's not getting beat on many blocks. He's just 6'2", 260. I think a pretty good red zone option, even though he doesn't have any height, because I, I, you know, right. there's a couple of couple of one handed catches. Like I think he's got a good eye for it, um, but you know, you know he's he's winning. You know, uh, low man, on, especially on for play. hey, it's when you draft Mac Jones, like that's you're going to want exactly. another Alabama guy in the building. Now he did play most of his career at North Carolina, and he's a he's a, a red shirt or a, a graduate transfer. But I, I watch a little bit of Carl Tucker, and I go. Yeah, I can see it. Um, and, and here's the issue. When you're watching most of these guys outside of a couple, uh, you're like, yeah, sure. Because at this point, we have no fucking idea. Right. None of them are being used in, in pro systems. They're all being like Miami's offense is so idiotic. Watching Brevin Jordan line up where it's three, like it's literally trips, but like they're standing out of bounds almost. Yeah. It is mind-bogglingly dumb. There's so many weird, just unnecessary things that college coaches do where you're like, what do you like, what is your plan here? And a lot of the time they don't have one. Yeah, that sounds about right. Um, and you know, you noted, you know, we watched a national championship game and Ohio State ran a four you know, 40 stack on defense, and it's like, what what are we what are we doing? Uh they're like, this isn't working. Let's let's keep trying it. Eventually it will work. You yeah, know, that's a that's a good out. thought process. My my sort of sleeper guy, and maybe he's not a sleeper. Maybe you know, it, it's hard to tell because people call them sleepers because on some board, you know, he's ranked like 194 on the draft network. Like he might be ranked like the third best tight end by some teams. You know, yeah. So to to say he's a sleeper, like maybe he's not. But Noah Gray out of Duke, that guy. I think is going to have a pretty solid career in the NFL. He is a really shifty receiver. I don't know about blocking. There's a lot, there's a lot of questions there. Um, I, I think generally like when his form, when he gets set in blocks is decent. Um, and he, but he wasn't, he was really asked to be a receiver. So it, it, it's hard for me to assess that. But when I watch him as a receiver, he is as good a route runner as I see in this class. Um, He's quick, like he he's mm-hmm. tough, like he because he's he's six three and a half. Um, he's got sort of a lower center of gravity, so he's got a lot of break tackle possibility. I, I just think you know he's a really like from the start solid option to to catch patches, catch patches. You know, it's that's how you speak <laughs> English, folks. I love this a good cast petcher. Only only the best content here. I, I it, it, ultimately, I, I just have no friggin' idea what to do. Um, we will uh, the Charlie Warner thing has just scared me straight, and uh, I, I just don't even know where to really begin uh, moving forward on on how to do it. So I hope that the 49ers take a tight end. We love tight ends. Uh, we love the possibilities of tight ends, and you know, hopefully that works out. But I think that maybe we should sit the rest of the play out on tight it's ends tough. for a while. It's tough, man. It's so uh, tough. And uh, you know, if Kyle Shanahan has a hard time with with uh, with wide receivers, though, by the way, I think he's done pretty well in the last the last two goes after some inauspicious starting. Um, you know, maybe 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 he feels the same way about tight ends. I don't know. I don't know. Maybe it's all just a crapshoot. In, in which case, you know, let's get weird with the you know late round guys and see what happens. I mean, you just never know. It just feels like every team is going to start trying to find Travis Kelsey. Um, 
Yeah. You know, that is much more. I feel like it's easier to find a big guy who can catch catch passes and just sort of sit down in his own. Now, what Kelsey totally. does is like inhuman. Like I, I don't like he's just like, so good at the it. best receiver in the NFL. He receiver. It's so funny because like you watch it, and it's like why is he open? It's like because he just wherever there's a spot to be open, he just finds it and then just waits there. Like every time, it's yeah, it's really incredible. I think I feel like teams are looking for that more than they're looking for, um, you know, in the next Kittle. Um, and maybe I'm wrong about that, but it's also like there's not a lot of Kittles out there. There's not a lot of guys who just love blocking and trying to murder you. Um, yeah. So who knows? The tight end position just feels like it's becoming big slot receivers. and I hate it. I don't like it. I'm not a go fan. back to the way things were. All right. Uh, what position are we doing next here? We are doing, I think... Wide receivers. Oh, yep. Baby. Wide receivers, that's, and then we get into the offensive line. Hey. That's a big one. Uh, I'll, I'll save the stat for next episode, but there's a hilarious wide receiver stat related to the 49ers. That is my favorite thing, favorite thing ever. That is a tease if there ever was one. Have a good one, Jake. You too.